Alright, this is another episode of Shy vs. Smiles, powered by the Uncool Urban Podcast. Uh, I'm going to let Josh do his thing, and then we'll get started. It's your boy Smiles, a.k.a. Hip Hop Adam Schefter, a.k.a. La Josh James, and I'm frustrated, so I'm only going to do two, two today. <laughs> okay, because yeah, we've been trying to figure out this mic, because we're, we're local, we're not in the studio for this one, so... We've been trying to figure this out literally for the past, what, hour and a half, two hours? Yeah. Yeah. So, this one's going to be a serious one. Uh, This week is Mamba Week. It started this Sunday, which is the day we recorded this, and will continue to the 29th. I've already taken one L in the Kobe 5 sneaker raffles and uh, sneaker lottery, whatever you want to call it. So... You know, happy Mamba birthday to me. <laughs> so, yeah, but we're not going to talk about sneakers or anything like that. Um, it's actually an idea I kind of came up with because Josh isn't really a sports guy like that. So we decided to mix it up and add, like, two L.A. legends that were gone too soon. Go, on, go ahead and explain it to him, Josh. Uh, well, yeah, what he said, we decided just to go with a special episode for Kobe Weeks, starting with my man, Kobe Bean Bryant, and then the other L.A. legend, we got my man, Nipsey Hussle, you know, two, like he said, two L.A. legends that both gone way too soon and out of nowhere, and both made impacts on not only L.A., but both their independent uh, avenues of entertainment with Kobe and the basketball and Nipsey and music. And then even beyond that, just making an impact on people and, like, how they live their lives. So we decided to talk about both of them. All right, where do you want to start? I'll let you start with Kobe. All right. How do you want me to start with Kobe? Um, I guess we can just talk about um, our thoughts from the, the day Kobe died. Uh Okay, I okay. Listen to Mamba mentality. I was disoriented on that episode because literally that was the day it happened. So, I uh, wake up in the morning, normal morning, getting ready to go to Comerica Centers, uh, which is where the Texas Legends play. Um, with my podcasting mentor here in Dallas, BMO. Shout out to Mo Sports Talk. And we get there, we walking around, you know, we're joking around, laughing, players are warming up, then all of a sudden, uh, both of our phones are going off, you know, he was getting text messages, I was getting more alerts, you know, R.I.P. Kobe, and I was like, what? So, the more, you know, we kept listening to people and kept getting alerts, that was it. I was, yeah, so I was pretty much got the news on a basketball court and then um for people who don't know Dale Harris works with the Texas Legends so he was the one that told the news to us in the dining room upstairs and that was kind of you know a surreal moment that Kobe's first coach was the guy that confirmed he was no longer with us so that's what happened the day I found out Kobe was gone Oh, well, I guess, yeah, I thought you were going to pass it <laughs> Well, for me, 
I probably just got off of work because I know I, I woke up to a bunch of messages and alerts and everything. Had mom, sister, friends, everybody. And I'm like, what? What? What's going on? Kobe died. Airplane crash. What? What? What is this going on? I was delirious. I'm like, I gotta record in like an hour. So, what, what's going on? So, after I composed myself and like really did my research and everything, and it came to that. Yeah, for real. Kobe had passed away on a helicopter ride, and for me, the first thing I thought of was I literally just saw his message the night before to LeBron James congratulating him on passing one of his records. And I was just, what? Come on. I literally saw a tech, uh, a tweet from Kobe Bryant last night, <laughs> and you're telling me this morning, today, He's gone. I was like, nah, this can't be real. Nah. <laughs> but, sorry, it was real. But we were already planning to record that day. So, just went in and knocked it out the, be the best we can. I know, but, but for me, basically, it really more hit me from seeing everybody around me that was affected. Because I've never really seen in my 31 years of life of seeing my friends affected by the passing of a celebrity so at first i was like okay just like damn it that's, that sucks but it's another celebrity but see over the the days and the weeks that went by post kobe death and seeing friends who were like hey yo this hit me on a father level the fact that i'm a father especially the ones i knew that had daughters like bro this made me like hug my daughter like close or the ones that weren't living their kids i had friends that were saying they went to go visit their kids or they called their kids is like just to say i love you <laughs> and just seeing from friends that were just were telling their stories of how growing up kobe was their favorite player how or like e-ray who said like he always felt like he had that mamba mentality and having someone like kobe made him feel normal like oh it feels all right to have this crazy like maniac type of mentality where i need to win and it doesn't matter at all costs. So for me, I was more affected from seeing friends and everybody around me that were affected. So yeah, because um, um, you were telling me that during the Shaq and Kobe beef, you were Team Shaq. Yeah, I, yeah, I was like, wow. Um, even though I thought Shaq was petty, I mean, the only reason I kind of had a disdain for Shaq, uh, everybody knows, two thousand six. But, I mean, I still think that was rigged, but, you know, that's that's another story for another time. So, yeah, when he told me that, I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to have to switch up the narrative of this because he's going to be like, well, I don't know what else to say about Kobe. <laughs> so, that's why I was like, you know what, let's add nip to this, too, because, um, like I said, the day we're recording is Kobe, would have been Kobe's 42nd birthday, and... Um, Nipsey's birthday was probably what a week or two ago. Yeah, it turned he would have been thirty-five. See, so that's the reason I said you know let's just put two, these two guys together because weirdly enough, after both deaths, um, we had to record or in Kobe's case the day of. So you know those hit us kind of different, especially um, if you listen to, I believe that was the first shot versus Miles where we literally just talked about victory lap. Yep. So that was like a very eerie feeling that like the next month he was gone. 
after we had just praised this album a month prior. But yeah, um, since we're on the notes of where we were um, when people passed, Nipsey was crazy. Um, my cousins that just came in from California, so we were all hanging out. We had went out to dinner and everything. And it was funny because a few days ago, off mic, Josh said, man, we recorded that day. I was with you that day. I said, no, you weren't. I was with my family that whole day. But, yeah, we did talk that day. I will give him that. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, we did have some kind of communication that day. So I understand why you think you may have saw me that day. But, yeah, I definitely remember. I was with my cousins. Um, we went to the fabrication yard. We walked around. I think somebody was like filming like you know they're like the typical photo shoots and uh if you want to call them music videos <laughs> out there and we were just looking at all that and you know me with my family and my close friends i'm just cracking jokes and we're like what the is going on then all of a sudden we get back to the car we hear nipsey's been shot so then we're like wow so we're just all standing there still talking um trying to see what we're going to do next the radio finally says that you know he died at the hospital and we were like no so then my cousin you know she was crying because you know she talked about how like her and my brother I pretty much put them on to nip uh, around 2008-2009 so she was like yeah that's the reason I was a fan and you always talked about how you know, he had his own clothing line, and he was doing this and doing that. And how, you know, that encouraged you to do more things. And I was like, yeah, you know. And of course, like, a lot of people try to play like the music wasn't solid. I'm like, it was solid for him being from South Central Los Angeles. That's what he talked about. And he also gave you the game just like um, another one of our favorite artists, Rick Ross. You know, they were saying, that's why they respected each other, because they were kind of in that same realm of, basically they're storytelling but they're also trying to tell you hey this is how i did what i did and if i can do it if i can come from south central los angeles you can come from wherever you're from to be able to do maybe not exactly what i did but close to it to where you have your own version of success so yeah that one hurt me just as much as Kobe. oh well for me like you like I said, I, I originally thought that we met up, but I, I definitely know I went to um, an event where um, uh, my guy, Rue Will, if, uh, everybody that's from BGSU uh, know Rufus, and if you're in Dallas, you, you know who Rue Will is, he, he's doing his thing out here with the Humble Floors brand and everything. They had an event, um, I forgot what the name of the event was, but... For me, I got hip to Nipsey thanks to Rufus. So I remember going to the event, seeing Rue Will or whatever, hooked up with him, uh, and then uh, leaving, and then probably like on my way home, I just remember getting that text message like, damn, Nipsey's gone? <laughs> like, like, what? <laughs> like, this is crazy. It was just more for me just crazy because the fact that I left an event from that was hosted by the guy who introduced me to Nipsey back in college, and 
now I'm getting messages that this dude is dead. <laughs> Especially when the at first the reports were conflicting. Uh, oh, he's not. He's not dead. He was just shot. Or, or oh, he is dead. And I'm just like, what is going on? But everybody know me because I'm Mr. Music Industry connected guy. I just went to the pages that I knew who are really connected, like Karen Civil, Elliot Wilson, Lauren London. I was just like, hey, those are the three people I know who gonna really know something. And so when I saw that confirmation from Karen Civil, I was just like, damn, this nigga Nipsey is really gone. This nigga just had a classic album, his first debut album, and now he gone because oh, of haters. Because somebody oh. was hating. Oh, and uh, speaking of just the album, he literally just dropped a single. That's when Racks in the Middle came out. So it was like, it it was just a, it was just an eerie time. It was it was like, I know for me doing the podcast, the um during that time and when Kobe passed was really eerie, because again, like with Nip, we just talked about him a month ago. Uh, during the um podcast process, like just us getting to this to a year. Um, I used to always like hit up Josh. Like Josh would tell anybody, Shot hits me up every day about the podcast, every day. So every other day, I would probably quote Kobe or I'd say something that Kobe said that I liked and be like, "Yo, apply this to how we approach this." Yeah, it's not sports, but this is really good advice. And yeah, like I said, it's just weird that the people that we incorporated and in how we do this thing called podcasting like literally almost a year apart we're gone you know what I'm saying like that's so odd to me we just talked about these people then they were gone like but yeah Kobe I definitely always um something that Josh knows I love to always say especially you know now we're finally you should we used to wish for 50 listens. Now we kind of get that on a regular. Yep. Um, the beauty in the process. And that was kind of the thing. Like, we'd be like, oh, man, you know, we only got 10 listens on this. And I was like, no, nah, don't worry about it. I mean, we're just starting. Um, then we would get encouraging words like, hey, y'all doing more in one year than I probably did my first year. Or, you know, oh, you guys thought of this. You know, I didn't think about doing that until X amount of time. So it was always so I always looked at him and I said, see, it's just the beauty in the process. It's just you have to understand that, yeah, this isn't going to be overnight. Um, Just like all the stories that Kobe told, like he really wasn't a good basketball player at, like in his early teens. Um, The one where his guidance counselor told him not to pursue basketball. <laughs> so it was, you know, same thing with Nip being from – um, the 60s, Crenshaw and Slauson, and people thinking him being no more than a gang banger or, you know, just, you know, just a regular dude from the block. He bought his own block. He took his talents, like, basically the story, I believe, uh, he had a car with some Alpinas. <laughs> Gold Alpinas. Yeah, and, um, he sold that, got him some record equipment, some recording equipment, 
and he just went from there. And then before he knew it, he was one of the voices of Los Angeles. And he didn't have to sign anybody. He was respected by those people in Los Angeles. Minus one. Uh, shout out to Dr. Dre and the Chronic. Love that album. Anyway. <laughs> I, like I said, we're going to talk about that on another episode. Because I can't believe Dre slept on Nip. But hey. We like I said, he still, he still, yeah, he still made it. He still made an impact on this world with his music and his voice. So, you know, it's always gonna be love and respect for that. But yeah, with Kobe, yeah, it was just always the never give up, always advance, always dig deep. Um, that's a lot. That's a thing. Like. Like I said, we, we're more open and honest on these last few episodes of podcasts that we've been doing. That's what I always tell Josh, and um, he's excelling. He's digging deeper. I always tell him, I said, boy, you, uh, I did this with no college degree. You got a college degree. <laughs> I was like, man, I said, there's things you can show me. And, he, you know, we've pretty much been going back and forth with each other on that. Um, that's why we have this um, avenue to talk about that and to talk about the impact of the people that we enjoy um, seeing thrive or learn from their stories and things like that. Um, <laughs> the way you just stop, it's just not, not even like tossing like. <laughs> uh, we laughing because I'm literally just looked at him like. I just praised you. Now, now, do you have something to say about the praise? <laughs> that was good. That was good, though. <laughs> that was pretty good. So I thought you were like, toss it to me now. Like, just look. I was like, like I was like, <laughs> so I just, yeah, I'm Josh. <laughs> I was like, but yeah, go, go ahead, man. That's right. We'll work on <laughs> the better yeah. communication. <laughs> if, if we were, if, if we had our own separate mics, because see, we're recording for one mic right now. If we had our own separate mics, I would do like a like a point, or I'd be like, say something. But I'm like, I'm trying to look at the screen. I'm looking at the time, so <laughs> my bad, y'all. <laughs> All right, but yeah, thank you for the praise, sir. I appreciate that. No problem. Um, I was gonna say, uh, just from everything that I've, I've learned from Kobe and Nip, especially their passing is with Nipsey, just learning more, gaining more knowledge getting into financial stuff, being like knowing what's going on with the numbers and everything. Kobe is just like I said, seeing from everybody else around me, it's just oh, that Kobe, that Mamba mentality, like, hey, keep work hard, keep pushing, like if you just keep grinding out and doing those reps in, you're gonna get better and you're gonna outlast and outlaw uh like basically be better than your competition because Kobe's going to sit there and, hey, I'm going to practice before the game. All right. All right. I'm going to go do the game. Oh, and guess what? I'm going to go practice again right after the game. Uh, I know I've heard multiple stories just since he's passed from multiple players about uh, about how I forgot one player to be exact that said it, but I remember they were like, yeah, I'm really, you know, early morning going to get some, some shots in before the game. It's probably like five or six hours before the game. You know, I see Kobe there, like, oh, okay, yeah, we're going to take some shots. We're going to practice uh, on on each end of the court. 
He's like, so I did that for a couple hours. I left, went back to my hotel or whatever, get ready for the game, go get something to eat. Came back right before the before the game for a shoot around. And I see Kobe and he was like, oh, so what'd you do? Um, did you go get something to eat or whatever? He was like, nah, I never left. <laughs> and I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah, the five or six hours has been since the last time you saw me. I've still been here taking shots <laughs> and practicing. And he was like, that night they, they ended up losing, but he was just like, that just showed him, hey, that was that mentality of Kobe. He was like, I took a break and all that. And I've heard uh, AI talk about how when they met up, um, uh, he was like, yo, we're going to go out after the game. And Kobe was like, no, nah, I'm headed to the gym. <laughs> what? <laughs> the game's over. Let's go kick it. Like, let me and you go, go, go to the club. And he was like, nah. Kobe was like, I'm going to the gym. <laughs> That's just crazy, just about the stuff we've learned. Oh, but I did want to ask you, um, with the mama mentality and the marathon continues, what, what, what would you say they, they both mean to you? Um, before I answer that, that's the one thing that they both had in common. They both were well-read. Like, you would think, like, and, and it's always funny because, you know, again, personal thing. Like, I finally, like, I don't even like talking about this, but I got the LLC to this you know, to the brand. And my family still asked me, so when are you going to school? I was like, well, psh, once this really start making some money, when I can afford to put myself through school, I guess I'll go get it so we can all have a celebration so you can shut up about it. But <laughs> but that's the thing I liked about both of them. Neither one of them had a professional, like a formal, I'm sorry, not professional, but a formal education. Mm-hmm. But they were both well-read. They both invested their money they just they they basically just said you know what I'm going to teach myself how to do these things. Yep. And that's one of the things that I that really like inspired me to do um, this, as well as things that I'm trying to get going off mic is that okay I don't have to okay I've heard this said many of times you know everybody doesn't have to take the elevator some people take the stairs. Those guys took the stairs, and I was like, if they can do that, I can do that. That's basically what they were always trying to tell you. Like, hey, it wasn't easy, but you can do it too. Yeah, yeah they, you see the glitz and glamour now, but you ain't seen the, like, the hard work, the sweat and stuff I put in. You wasn't with me shooting in the gym. Hey, hey don't talk about that because that was taken out of context. That line was taken out of context. They were separated for that time, but they no, got back together. I'm just saying, like, people don't see the shots you were but taking. But, yeah, people do not see when you were shooting in the gym. But that, nah, every time I hear that line, I'm just like, Drake... Drake. 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 Drake was talking out of turn. <laughs> That's why Vanessa lit him up. But anyway, um, Mamba mentality to me just pretty much means. I mean, most people say it's by any by any means, but me, I just say that your hard work is gonna pay off in the end. But you have to be dedicated. That you have to be repetitive. You can't say I want to do this Tuesday. And then you give up Wednesday. It's a repetition thing. You have to keep going. If you don't keep going, of course you're not going to see your dreams manifested, as the young folks say. <laughs> you're not going to see the you're not going to see the results in doing half the work. You have to put in a full day's work, just like you do at a nine to five. You have to put in those eight hours, like. 
Josh knows I'll probably, it, it depends if we have a recording or we're trying to figure out some way of monetizing or something. I won't sleep. I'll literally be up and he, like, he knows now. He's like, Psh, I can text him any time of the day, day or night. This fool didn't go to sleep. He's still reading something. He's still trying to figure this out <laughs> just so he can give me an answer. I'm like, because it's cool to say you don't know. But it's even better if you say, I don't know, but I will find an answer. Yeah. It's way, that's way better than just stopping at I don't know. And that's one of the, like, again, that's one of the things I learned from mama mentality that you can't stop. If you want it, you have to put in your mind that I'm going to do anything that I need to do to achieve it. Whether they're mad or not. Because everybody's not going to be smiling with you when you say, you know what, I got my horse blinders on. I have a goal. I want to win this championship. I want to write this book. I want to record this song that will eventually be played on the radio. Um, I want to graduate school. Um, I want a promotion, whatever it is. A lot of people aren't going to be smiling with you when you say that. They're going to look at you crazy. They're going to be like, oh, man, you know, I'm like, it's cool if you want to make minimum wage. It's cool. Ain't no wrong with it if that's what you want to do. But don't tell everybody else they got to do that. Some people want the penthouse. People, some people want the city view. It's okay. So, again, that's what I took from Mamba mentality. From the marathon, continues. It's not a swift race. That's what I took from it. That again, back to Kobe. Again, these guys intertwine, yeah. which is why well, I'm glad that um, me and Josh kind of came up with the concept of just putting them together. There's a beauty in the process. It's a, it's going to take time to get those things, and then when you have it, you have to learn how to hone those skills to maintain it. So again, just because you get the million. That's cool because after taxes and all that stuff, guess what? That million's about gonna, 500 G's. There you go. And then don't look. And then you know us. We're going to buy something expensive that's out of the budget. And then you back to being broke. So, yeah, it's cool to get that million, but you need to get that 10 million. And then make that 10. Keep folding it tenfold till you have something to where you're not rich, you're wealthy. To where you can pass that on to your children and your children can pass it to your children's children. So that's what the marathon means to me is that just because you win, just because you win a battle doesn't mean you won the war. So that's what I take from the marathon. Continues. Um, that's pretty much the same for me. Just mama mentality, just working hard to get what you want to achieve, and marathon continues. Just like you said, just. Just because you you won the race, don't mean that um, that that you you done like you just won. Like no, it continues. Or even if you hit hit some roadblocks, don't don't worry. Okay, you, you, your stride may have slowed down a little little bit, but the marathon continues. Just just keep running. Just keep pushing yourself, and then we're gonna we're gonna keep going, and we we gonna make it to the end. Whatever that end goal is, we gonna make it. It don't matter. Just just keep running, keep pushing yourself, and just don't let the stuff that happens. If you you trip, you fall or whatever, um, 
we gon' we gonna keep going. You know what I'm saying? Um with Kobe and Nipsey, I know we, we talked about some personal ex- experiences that we want to speak on the both of them. So for me with Kobe, like we mentioned earlier, I really wasn't a Kobe fan growing up. Like I said, I really started watching the Lakers when Shaq went there. I was like, Shaq Diesel, that's that's my guy. I'm, I'm rocking with the Lakers because of Shaq Diesel. <laughs> so that's when I was like rocking with Kobe. Like, yo, <laughs> these two are unstoppable. Like, There's, And you know what's so weird? Even after the beef, they were still the definition of an efficient and elite duo. Yep. They were still the ultimate tag team. Like, that's crazy. Like, you're beefing with somebody, and they're still like, Shaq and Kobe. Like, you never hear Shaq and Wade. Maybe in Miami, maybe the people who like rigged games. Yes, I'm going to keep saying that. Um, But you've never heard that as much as you've heard Shaq and Kobe. When you think of the ultimate duo, you think of the young kid from Lower Marion High School and Shaq Diesel from LSU. Like, it's, it's crazy. Like, he, he played with Penny, and you barely hear Shaq and Penny like that. Yeah. <laughs> and they were winning stuff, too. I mean, they weren't winning championships, but they were going deep in the playoffs and stuff like that back in the day. But that's that speaks volumes. Yeah. But uh, to continue on, but, but like, um, from my personal experience with Nipsey, like I said again earlier, listen to his music, thanks to my man Rue Will back Back in college, just he, he put on put me. I remember one of the episodes he was on on my radio station, oh, well, my show at the radio station back in Bowling Green, and I just talked to him about music. And he was just like, "Yo, you heard this dude Nipsey?" And I'm like, "No." He was, I forgot what project he had out at the time. He was like, "Yo, check this out. Trust me, you are gonna love it. It's that West Coast vibe, whatever. This is my dude." And like, Rue was the one that got me hip to currency, and I was like. This is no currency, you know. This dude, all you want to talk about is like smoking and stuff. But even Rue, like, hey, I don't do that, but this dude is dope. <laughs> so I was like, hey, you didn't, you didn't go wrong with currency. So I trust your 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 taste and this Nipsey dude. Heard him, and was like, yo, I've been a, a fan since. I was wouldn't say I was consistent with hearing every project, but if it was Nipsey, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna give it a chance. I'm gonna listen to it. So that's pretty much like been my experience. Um, what about you, sir? Uh, with Kobe, I mean, I've been a fan since the beginning. Like, the 1996 draft. Again, like, 1996 and the 98 draft was, like, when all my favorite players came to the league. Uh, Vince Carter, Dirk Nowitzki, uh, Steve Nash. Um, those are just the ones I kept, uh, can say off the top of my head. So, I've always watched them. I even remember when he blew those three-pointers against Utah in the playoffs, I was still like, it was just like with Dirk when he was struggling here in Dallas. I was like, ah, he's still going to be great. He's still going to excel. Dawson Froby came out about two years later and he was the man. So, (laughs) that was that. But then, the more I learned about him as I got older and as he progressed, not just as a player, but as a human being, it made me go from just oh, man, he's my favorite player, To Wow, this guy is one of my favorite people. Because when you listen to his interviews, it wasn't just always about basketball. Like, he would turn it into, like, a metaphor for something. Mm-hmm. Like, it got deeper. I'm like, man, that's pretty deep. Just to say 
you're gonna win game five like this is <laughs> this is kind of crazy so again you started listening and the one thing that i liked as he got older he became a better storyteller mm-hmm. to the point he won an oscar and i have now i have like pretty much most if not all of his books and you read them i'm like they're for younger like well the new one geese are never swans that's for young adults but the rest of them are for kids actually pretty good books for anybody to read believe it or not um of course i got the mama mentality book which is about the process of how he gets ready for games and who are his toughest opponents and so on but yeah that was my personal experience with kobe i was at his last game at the american airline center um with my two little cousins who I quote-unquote call them my nieces because they pretty much were. <laughs> I took them everywhere. I did everything with them. So that was my, those were my practice kids, as I called them. And we had a we had a blast. And they left there saying that Dirk Nowitzki and Kobe Bryant were the greatest players to ever play the game. And I didn't debate with them because I pretty much said that in the car to and from the game. <laughs> so I told them, you about to see two of the greatest to ever do it. And yeah, though that memory sticks with me seeing him go against Dirk that last time. I didn't know that would be my last time seeing him. Um, period. My first um, Mavericks game was against the Lakers that I've ever gone to. I went with my mom. My mom, I had paid for my mom to come down here. It was, it was in between her birthday and Mother's Day, so that was like my my gift to her as a late birthday, early Mother's Day gift. I flew her out here to Dallas to stay with your boy for a week and uh, I always tell people I really got my love of sports from my mom <laughs> and because she watches like all Cleveland basketball all Cleveland baseball all Cleveland football she's a fan of it all and so I was like hey I know something that she would love would be to go see a basketball game because um, I hate to be kind of you know gender Mr. Mill like uh, unlike most women she actually knows who the players are she knows the plays say say (laughs) hold on she knows knows what's going on so she's not gonna be like oh who's that that white boy on on the court I don't have to explain that that's dark or she knows that's deep (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) but uh yeah so that was my my first time going to America was when they played against uh Kobe, it was actually the same year that he retired, but it was probably like the first game at the beginning of the year or whatever. Whatever happened in February. Somewhere okay. around there. Probably like March, somewhere around there. What's funny, we just found out we were at the same game and didn't know it. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I was at the game. That was literally his last game. It was, I think, that November or February or something. Yeah, that was it. Right after that, he was gone. Um, but yeah, with Nip, it was killer. Featuring Drake. That was the first song I heard from him. And after that, I was, like, hooked. I was a fan. So I went back, and that's when I listened to um, Bullets Ain't Got No Name. And, you know, because that was, like, the first thing that came out. Hustling the House was his first single. That was, like, 07, 08. Mm -hmm. So I went back, and then all of a sudden, I just kept keeping up with him. And again, um... For people who don't know, I frequent the West Coast a lot. I'm always in the Bay Area or Los Angeles, which I have a little story about that. I might write it on the blog or something. I won't go into detail about when I went after Kobe passed. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, of course, you know, anybody from the West, I'm gonna support, see what they're talking about. And he was definitely one of the guys that I was like, oh yeah, he gonna be, he he's here to stay. And he gave us over a decade of pretty iconic music, you know. I think we named we named one episode after him. Uh, I use I was using his songs before and after his passing on my IG stories when they made that a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know, again, I was a big fan, and then, but it, but the thing that I always took from him was really, like, if you got him in those interviews, he was telling you the books that he read, he was saying, you know, he was always saying he didn't want to die on the streets. That's why it hurt um, people who knew that, that he said he didn't want to go out like that. That was the biggest thing that he kept saying, like, I'm doing this so that doesn't happen to me. And it's just bittersweet that that's what happened. Even he has a lyric about his friend that passed like that. How you died 30-something and you've been banging all these years. That's that's ironic to hear that now. Because that's what happened. So... That's just my personal experience with both of those guys. It's just, once I became a fan of them, like I said, I, st- I started studying them, and they were pretty much pivotal pivotal in my mindset and kind of saying that, hey, I can get myself out of a shaky situation if I want to. Yeah. So, for the interest of time, but I know you wanted to mention, uh, can you speak about some of the programs and the, the community involvement? that each of them kind of were involved in uh, before we wrap up and bounce out of here, sir? Oh, man. Um, I can do that real fast. Uh, you had Kobe, who was, like, monumental in L.A. Like, he did a lot. Um, not just, like, Lakers, NBA Cares type stuff. Like, he was doing stuff, like, for the homeless and stuff like that. Of course, he was an advocate for women's sports. And children literacy and things like that so that was one dope that was like definitely the dopest thing about Kobe was that it didn't seem like it if you weren't paying attention like if you hated Kobe you probably didn't realize that yeah he was actually investing his time into the um, city that made him a star so that was one thing and with Nipsey I mean we can go not just into his entrepreneurial um Entrepreneurship with the Marathon Clothing line and how the Proud to Pay mm-hmm. um, campaigns. Um, we can go into this man has started something like basically about crypt, cryptocurrency. Um, he started a program so the kids can learn STEM, which is something that people don't realize we need more scientists, mm-hmm. <laughs> we need less IG models. <laughs> and more scientists, especially during these uh, times. So those are just two of the cup. Those are two of the things. Those are two of the things I wanted people to really know about them. Like, look at that. I mean, yes, the art was great, but the contributions were even greater. Um, Kobe wore a can't breathe shirt before now. Um, Nip. Pretty much in his lyrics was telling you what was going on with the police and how people were treating him 
even when he had money, like, you know, he was still a rolling 60, <laughs> even though he was, like I said, he was sitting up there and suited and booted with them. So those are things that, like, I really looked at. I was like, these guys, with their short time on this earth, did so much. And we can just try to aspire to do what they did. So, but yeah, we just really wanted to take some time, sit down, talk about the two legends, Kobe Bryant, Nipsey Hussle, because, again, they've made such an impact uh, on not just us, but just billions of people, uh, not in just America, but in other countries and stuff that we probably won't know or never even know about the impact that they've they've had. Uh, we just wanted to, you know, say... Our condolences, rest in peace, happy birthday to both of them. May y'all both be up in heaven just looking down on us and we just hope we making making y'all proud just as fans, so I always strive to be better. Um this is your favorite part where I don't say anything except for listen to the end of this and then we will give you the social media and the website. <laughs> I'm never going to just be like, well, you know what, guys? Da -da -da -da. I'm never going to just end the show like that. Y'all going to hear me end the show literally after the drop. So if you have anything else to say before I say, I'm about to talk again right now. Uh, just keep that mama mentality and remember the marathon continues. Yes, sir. All right. So this is when I will tell you where to contact us. Like right now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Shaw vs. Smiles. Follow us on social media at JW Smiles and Shaw Miller and Shaw Miller13 on Twitter. Also, remember to follow Uncle Urban Pod on Twitter and Instagram and Uncle Urban Podcast on Facebook. Thanks.